live from New York City. Greetings, everyone. I'm not going to lie. I'm trying something different right now. I am doing my podcast laying in my bed. I'm dedicating this podcast to the great people and citizens of Canada, a great nation to the north, a.k.a. the Great White North. I just had an amazing time. I I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning to get to a 6 a 6 a.m. flight, and I'll tell you a little bit about my experience. Well, I I got a call actually from a fella named Joe Rancourt, and uh, he's a Canadian fella up in Ottawa, and he had reached out um, a couple years ago, I believe, um, asking if if Augustine's wanted to play at his house, and I didn't know who the guy was. He looked like a sweetheart dude you know he had a beard and he's just this kind-hearted Canadian guy and it turns out that the guy throws these shows in his basement and I think this is a portal it's sort of like a, a, a doorway and I'll explain to you like what's going on in my life um, so yes I've just come in I uh, I generally like sit at my desk when I'm doing the podcast but I'm, I'm just gonna do it like this because I'm totally haggard from uh from a flight this morning but what's interesting about joe and um this this path that i'm walking down is there's so much that i'm getting from these experiences so going back to joe's story he reached out we couldn't do it um we were touring quite a bit and it turns out that he's he's he does these basement shows i think the show that i just did with him is his 39th and, uh, you know, what can I say? I, I went up, I flew up there. Um, I did two sets at his house. Uh, it was totally rammed, full of people. And the experience of going up there is something that is really touching my life. Um, uh, since last podcast, I was in Colorado. And I'm heading off to Florida in three days. I'm headlining a festival down there. Um, and basically, how do I put it? I mean, I've kind of done all of it now, right? Like I've, 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 I've done solo work before. I met Eric and Pela. Um, I was in a duo with a friend of mine named Chris. I did Pela, I did Augustine's. I've been at the local level all the way up to like, you know, a tour bus and touring internationally. And this is like this new chapter for me. And I, you can't classify it as a living room show because it's not always in a living room. So I like to call them pop-up shows. But basically what's happening is I'm, I'm, I'm going to people's like environment and I'm performing. And what's really beautiful about it is you walk into these things and you don't know what's going to happen. But I have yet to walk out of an experience like this, not feeling completely full and rejuvenated and full of 
new stories and information and, and um, observations. And I just spent time with Joe, like really learning about Canada and, um, you know, French Canadians and Quebecois and um, how these people were exiled and the Queen and the Commonwealth and there's really like so much and the connection between Cajuns and uh, Quebecois and start connecting all these dots with music, right? So I'm sitting around hanging out with these Canadians and I'm just like, you know, I, I had been putting um, Canada into a little bit of my stage banter because I was talking about Justin Trudeau and uh, how Canada conducts themselves in the face of a pretty troubled America right now. And, you know, going up there, having been talking about Canada lately, it was, uh, it was so comforting just to see how functional Canadians are. And I know Americans kind of groan because, you know, no one likes to be told that perhaps um, we have well-mannered neighbors to the north that are, uh, you know, running their country a lot differently than ours. And in light of the uh, Parkland, Florida shootings and a lot of the commentary that I had, I've recently been talking about, I, I did a write-up last Monday about uh, Columbine because I was at Mel Issa's place in Colorado doing a show and we drove by Columbine and there was just so much to say about it, you know, and I think that if you you know, pull out the old laptop and you write an article on something or you write a write-up or a story, you kind of delve into it. And I was really reflecting on the experience of driving past Columbine in light of some stuff that was going on in my family. Uh, part of the article was, I, I asked my sister's permission, but I was, I was writing a bit about my nephew, Billy. And Billy's got an obsession with guns and his dad collects guns and it's just like this uncomfortable side of my family that I don't talk about very often and that I'm not so sure I'm okay with, you know? And my sister was really cool about it and, you know, it kind of it kind of caused this really great conversation with us to happen because I, I think that the, uh, the, the, the shootings and stuff that's going on, these school shootings and these, you know, we... It's almost like kind of um, come into light even more so than terrorism. And I, I'm finding that this phenomena actually exists more in the suburbs and suburban environments. It, you don't really hear about this happening in downtown Oakland or <clears throat> in Harlem or in, um, you know, in Seattle or whatnot. You know, it's like it usually seems to be out in the hinterlands, like in, in, in suburban life in America. And I found that, uh, you know, not only is it, it not distant from all of our lives, it's actually within my family a little bit, you know, we've got kids on video games and anyway, it turns into this whole like kind of wobbling culture that's, that's struggling to get its balance and America's feeling very divided. So putting that down, I found myself in Canada with just really loving you know family and they're just explaining to me their outlook and their love for music and we're talking about history and geography and just such a good experience um it's really gratifying for me to meet people from other cultures and 
Canada is a distinctly different culture than ours. At first glance, you know, we drive the same cars and uh, we cook similar foods, but there are differences and I just really, really, really enjoyed it. It was last night. Um, it's another funny thing is as much as I travel, you know, different countries have different qualities of life. And I found myself in a suburban environment. <laughs> uh, and it was just really cool meeting all their neighbors, um, Cheryl and Joe, who hosted this um, basement show. Their neighbors were coming by and were talking about all this like adult stuff, like, you know, de-icing planes and snow tires and all this stuff. And meanwhile, the Winter Olympics are on in the background and I'm watching hockey. And these people invited me to sit in a hot tub last night. <laughs> so I'm in this like hot tub hanging out with these Canadians last night talking about poutine, um, which is for people who don't know, it's like cheese curds and gravy over uh, chips or, or I guess we would call them fries. And so we're talking about like Canadian pastimes and I, 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 my mind was wandering and I was asking them, you know, there's so much about Canada that I don't, I don't even know. You know, I didn't realize it's the second largest country in the world. It's got like, I don't want to misquote this. I think it's got six time zones and it's basically got one of the largest um, native populations of anywhere in the Americas that I've ever seen. Uh, I, I was just, you know, it's almost like the map north expands as far as your imagination can really handle. I started getting obsessed as I do and I started reading about it and um, I was looking into like the most northern um, inhabitable regions of Canada that you can still live in and I started discovering Yellowknife and all these like Inuit um, communities like way up I mean population 327 type of stuff way up towards getting up towards like you know the North Pole and I think Yellowknife I was reading is literally only 3,000 kilometers from the North Pole which is crazy so we had all these wonderful discussions and I was sharing with them that that um, motorcycle trip that I took from Alaska from Mexico to Alaska right and back and I was talking to them about their like completely different ecosystem they've got um, you know obviously wildlife they've got bald eagles they've got bears they've got uh, crazy mosquitoes up there I remember that being on my bike that I was going to gas stations and I was literally cleaning off the windshield of my motorcycle and there wasn't much like you know windshield left it was just chock full of like insects because it's so rife with like um, just nighttime cricket sounds and things flying onto the highway so I was just going through this my helmet with you know just stuck with bugs I'd have to clean it off at every stop and um, just so it's so inspiring to see that kind of vitality in in nature right like in um in, 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 the, in the Americas, because it's sometimes when you drive across America, it's, you know, it's been sort of developed, right? There's a lot that isn't developed, but just Canada is so inspiring in that really like the more north you go, the more kind of civilization fades out and it turns into like bush um, and like forest. And it's so interesting for me to 
connect that as you start going west you start connecting the north americas from like obviously south america central america north america into canada then you start sweeping west and it goes into alaska which goes into russia right and then it comes down through asia and you just start connecting the world like stuff like that just it just it's infinite and it it just inspires me okay moving along so yes i've entered this new realm of um doing pop-up shows and what i love about them is that they are not um beholden to the music business at large they're sort of like a satellite experience um that doesn't have to do with like ticket sales and bartenders and uh, coat check and cues or lines and posters out front it's like this completely different holistic experience and I'm just getting so much out of it I mean these people brought food and you know where I had I had done some pop-up shows with Dave Fernandez in California where it was tacos and corona and sun this was like a completely different like almost olympic village experience there's hockey going on i'm making curling jokes like on stage and afterwards people are literally like authentically telling me oh i i i curl like we i curled in high school or curling's really fun you should try it and i'm like oh my god it's like you careful what you tease right like what you <laughs> what you poke fun at because this is really like a northern way of life um, seeing kids get off the school bus with giant bags of hockey gear and like how much they love hockey. But the question that I was asking is that, you know, with these kind of long winters of, and this tundra that exists up north, is, is there a connectivity with that cold weather? You know, something like you'd find in, in Scandinavia, um, Norway and so on, like, everyone's kind of in it together and I really get the sense that Canadians are all in it together and it does feel kind of like one big family. I will say I played uh, another show at a club. It was a really old schoolhouse up in the up in the in the, in the mountains really. Um, it was a really tiny community and I just had such a good time. I'm, I'm standing on I'm standing outside you know before the show just getting some fresh air and talking to these guys with these huge beards and like, you know, kind of truck driving hats and flannels. And these guys were completely informed with like world events, um, geography, a lot of them had traveled. And I'm just like, wow, um, what an interesting lot Canadians are. Really conscientious, uh, really, really up to date on everything and plugged in and like a sense of community and their healthcare is really good. It's just like, Oh man, so comforting. Okay, so this week I'm going to be starting a new writing series called Trail Angels. And what that is from is when I was on my way to the airport, I met this really interesting guy, and I don't want to give away the story, but he was from Albania. And I, ha I meet people like this on the road, and they're just kind of the meek little stories out there in the world that are actually like these like like these roaring lion stories but they like they're cloaked in kind of pedestrian day-to-day -day people's lives like a cab driver a bus driver a person that works at a diner um 
I want to tell some of these kind of common stories because I think that they're really beautiful. And um, I had had this really beautiful conversation with Mel in um, in Colorado, and she's the woman that was hosting um, a show out there. And I was speaking with her, and I don't know how we got on the subjects of Quakers, but she was telling me a story that they're very simplistic people and that Quakers believe that God talks through other human beings. And I'm not a religious person. I, I don't know if people know that. I mean, yeah, I was, my family is Catholic and I was baptized and stuff, but I, I, I went to church as a kid a little bit, but I'm not really a God guy. But I just thought that was really beautiful that like there's some kind of divine divine source speaking through the uh, very flawed human beings. And I just, I kind of connect that with my own experience in that like I'm, I'm, I'm like uh, an inspiration hound, right? Like, so I'm always chasing inspiration and just trying to connect things. And I just, I've just been seeing more than ever um, very common human stories as these very inspirational tales or sagas. And this Albanian cab driver just blew my mind. And I just said, you know what? I've met one too many waitresses or coat check people that have these stories and I want to start writing about it because I think if I do it correctly, maybe it will cause um, a, a cause and effect, right? And maybe it will breathe a little bit of um, observation and inspiration into other people's lives because I'm just, I'm just blown away by people's stories and these are the things that get into my pen and into my thoughts. And these, you know, when I write like a Juarez or something, it usually comes from observing people's stories and sort of weaving it together with my own story. And boom, out it comes like in a in song form, right? So, okay, what else do I have going on here? I've got a meeting at two on the phone. I'll be discussing um, UK and Europe tour. I've got my pop-up West Coast Swing tour coming up and looking at the fe festival season. People ask me a lot about festivals. Um, I will be honest with you. I'm getting some feedback from my agents uh, that festival season might not be so easy for me as it was in the past. And I think it was on sort of an experimental basis because what the feedback that I'm getting is that Festivals don't have much funding for acoustic stages. And being that I'm not in a rock band anymore, that's my jams. I'm playing on acoustic stages. So where does that leave me? I guess they just can't afford performers, really, for those stages. So it's a smaller kind of thing, which I have to figure out some way to fly, obviously, because that's how you get to something like this. So flying, renting a van or motorbike or whatever it is, whatever way I would get there, it costs money, right? And what the agents are saying is that they don't have money. So me, effectively, me getting on some mode of transportation to get to these things is going to be a struggle. So that's a little bit of a bummer, but I'll, I'll never give up. I just have to kind of ride this thing out and see where I... Where I where I belong in that whole ecosystem of festival life, right? Um, as per Onward Fest questions, um, 
we gave it a really good effort. And I think what I started seeing, we actually, somebody offered us um, land in Belgium for Onward Fest. And I think I had to put it down um, because it was, it was really difficult because I wanted it to be free. I know that's a little bit idealistic, but then we started factoring in like shuttles and drivers and getting people from the airport to the site and um, how to accommodate everybody, bathrooms, port and insurance. And it started really spiraling. So I was like, okay, let's put this down. I don't want to spoil the idea or push it too hard till it breaks. So let's just set that down. So Onward Fest is is a dream of mine and I want to see it happen but I realized I walked into an arena that I have no idea about so I'm going to just set that down for now but um, love and respect um, to the family in Belgium a Dutch family actually that was donating um, the use of their land for Onward Fest so I'm not letting go of that dream either that's just a little bit of a festival update as per your questions and other than that I'm just getting back into it here. I've got to uh, run some errands today. Um, I don't. I've been joking quite a, a lot about it, but my my eyesight has started getting a little funny. So I've got to run down to the eyeglasses place and pick up my glasses. Um, they're not full time glasses, but yeah, reading, huh? Not so easy. A little real blurry. I don't know if anyone else has it, but like when I hold, like when I'm reading, like I have to hold the book like really far away and I'm starting to like laugh because I remember adults doing that when I was a kid <laughs> okay so what next yeah Florida Florida I'm going down to Naples Florida and I'm going to be headlining a festival there and it's interesting again being like a geography nerd I'm really interested to read about it, and I always try to wait till I go there to do so. But I believe Naples, Florida was rocked by a hurricane recently. So that'll be interesting. I haven't been in um, like a post-hurricane environment before. Um, we had really terrible floods here with, uh, with Sandy. So that's in New York, but like actually in a, down in a tropical environment, I've never seen that. And of course, I'll probably be thinking about Puerto Rico and not to go in circles, but that ties into our whole American relationship with Puerto Rico and military bases. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of really interesting reading there. So I don't know. Is this, is this what it looks like to like educate yourself or what a self-taught person looks like? I don't know. I just like learning. But other than that, the shows have been great. Um, I did two sets. I played. So my last show, so I think my last European show, I played from 8.30 till 1.30 at Stelios and Nina's place. That was amazing. Um, at Mel's house, I did two sets. And then um, with jo at Joe's place, I did two sets. So the Florida show is going to be like more of a proper headlining set, probably like a 90-minute set. And then I'm going to start building out my European set. I'm sorry, my West Coast set and then my European set. So I try to bring something new for each each single tour. Man, um, there's this song that I love. He's a funny character, actually. He's an American guy and he's getting a lot of press. His name is Chris Stapleton. 
I don't know if anybody um, has heard of him overseas, but he basically looks like uh, like a big bearded crazy dude in a cowboy hat. And not just a cowboy hat, but the kind with like the exploding feathers on the front and like this crazy regalia. Like he looks like basically he abducts like kids and he drives around in a van. He looks creepy. <laughs> he looks pretty scary, intimidating dude. But I think um, this guy's got a voice, man. Um, he there's this song called "More of You." I think it's called "More of You," and it's just like beautiful it's kind of got this like mildly almost mariachi like boom really beautiful kind of like that um la malagueña song that i love by trio los ponchos and it's just got this kind of southwestern border feel to it and i'm thinking about trying to learn it um that's a very interesting picking style where you pick the bass notes of the guitar. So that's like not beginner stuff. Um, Towns Vanzant was really good at doing that. So I'm going to give that a go and maybe I can have that ready for um, overseas tour. But that's kind of the news from the front, um, from the front lines over here. It's been a hell of a, it's been a hell of a past few months, you know, under the Trump administration and everything that's going on in America. I am proud of us as a human race, though. I think people are starting to realize that this ain't going anywhere and that we're sort of stuck with this character for the foreseeable future. And I think people's optimism is making its way, obviously, its way out from the depths of whatever kind of cloudiness we're all feeling on the inside I, I think there's a lot of hope going on I feel a little bad for the Winter Olympics because that's such a triumphant time and there was actually an interesting story there with Pyongyang and North Korea and America all intersecting in this like weird relationship that we have with Korea with our military stuff and our history there's kind of a there was there was an emerging really beautiful story about this like North Korean ice skaters I thought that was really interesting and um, it kind of got overshadowed by this like this um, school shooting you know and that's a shame but I feel like people's optimism really lies in our ability to get up again and again and again and look for positivity in uh, really dreadful circumstances and I think that these kids these high school students in Florida are really like bringing something fresh to um, to world news. And they're just saying, like, look, essentially, in short, they're saying, you're the adults, you've got a broken system, and we do not accept this. Like, you need to fix this. And I really love that the NRA is being exposed right now for their backroom dealings, for lining people's pockets, and for funding political um, campaigns. I mean, what is what does the NRA have to do with politics? Apparently a great deal. And we're uncovering that. And it's getting exposed, you know. And like the Me Too movement, um, I think these things are coming to light. And you can run, but you can't hide in the digital age. And um, eventually you get exposed. So 
I've uh, got my popcorn <laughs> sitting here being a, a spectator of this like grotesque event that's like unfolding, but it needs to happen. And truth always rises to the surface. And I think we're just going to just be observers as this thing unfolds and I guess remain um, vigilant and truthful and keep the dialogue going because these cronies have got to be weeded out. Um, okay, friends, I'm going to get back to my little errands here. Hopefully um, get some guitar going a little bit today and start playing and start heading towards a creative adventure. And I will be seeing you out there, Florida, and I'll be seeing you, America. Most of the shows are sold out, if not sold out. So that all that that all those are great indicators that they're going to be really great experiences and like i said there has not been one of these that i've done that hasn't been completely filled my heart up um it's such a joy and an honor and i really thank you guys for being a part of my journey um thank you to the patreon community the onward community and uh, lisa whiteman dave fernandez joe rancourt and everybody else who's been such a a tremendous helping hand um, in this new path of mine. Um, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, you are listening to Onward with William McCarthy, live from New York City. Keep the faith, chin up, and I'll see you around the bend. Far off. 